Tonight we're going to be in the book of Joshua, but uh, uh, before we get there, I need to tell you a little bit of um, a little bit background. I was talking to you with your pastor at, at lunch today, and and, uh, and I want to try to preach here tonight what the Lord has taught me. Um, that's what the, I get a lot of my messages from, from the lessons that the Lord is teaching me. And so I want to show you here tonight about what we went through as I went through the steps of trying to find a, a new church building. In the video you saw here tonight, that was a building that was in the southern part of the city. And um, the Lord has now moved us to the northern part. And when we left the, the first building to, to move on to the second one, um, it was just before we had lockdown in Germany. And so uh, as soon as the lockdown happened, we could do nothing. Absolutely nothing at all. But then uh, they started to relieve some of the restrictions. And so I needed to go find a building really fast. Because in January, my visa was coming due. I needed to renew my visa. And one of the requirements for a visa is I had to have a place of work. I could not use my apartment for Bible studies or for uh, church services. I had to have another address. And so we started looking all over town. I went through uh, the phone book. I went through different internet sites. We went to different places. And I searched the city high and low. I went everywhere. And we must have talked about 50 different landlords, and each and every one of them said no. Especially when they asked the question, what's the building going to be used for? I said, we're going to hold church services. And he said, well, no, we don't, we don't want to have that here. But if you notice what I said when I said when we were looking for the building, I was looking for the building, I was trying to search the place, I was trying to go into different areas. And that's where the Lord really struck my heart. Every morning, my wife and I, we have devotions and we, we pray uh, for uh, the, the place there in Berlin, for the people of Berlin, for the churches back here in the States. And we were praying for the church building. And that's when the Lord spoke to my heart and said, Scott, just get out of the way. Why are you trying to do all this when I already have a place for you? I have a spot ready for you. All you have to do is get out of the way. And I'm afraid a lot of times as, as Christians... Do we not do that when we have obstacles in our path? Do we try to attack these obstacles in our own way and say, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to get through this. Even though it, might, it looks so big in our eyes, I'm going to try to get this taken care of. And, God, and God's just saying, get out of the way. I'll take care of this. But you have to get out of the way. And that's what the Lord spoke to me about. And when we removed ourselves, when I got out of the way of God's uh, uh, plan for us, I got a building the next week in an area that we wanted to be in the first place. And all I had to do was, God, it's all yours. But that's what happens when we have obstacles come in our path. We try to take care of them ourselves. So tonight, I want to show you here, using the book of Joshua, of how to have victory over trials. How to have victory over trials. And I entitle this, The First Step 
is to get your feet wet. The first step is to get your feet wet. And so let's look here in Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3. And I know you know the, uh, the, the context here. Uh, you're a well-versed uh, <clears throat> church here. And so I want to show you here in Joshua chapter 3, talking about crossing over the, the River Jordan. And so let me get here to Joshua real quick. Joshua chapter 3, and let's look here starting in verse 1. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they were removed from Shittim, and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. And they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priest... Uh, the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits of of measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way hitherto. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. Now jump down to verse 14. And it came to pass, when the people removed from their tents and passed over Jordan, and the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as they that bear the Ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the Ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all its banks uh, all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam, that is beside Zeraton, and those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people passed, o- passed uh, over right against Jericho." And the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant of the, of the Lord stood firm on dry ground and in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. So we're looking here, following the pattern of the Israelites of how to tackle obstacles in our, in our life. Jordan was a major obstacle, the River Jordan. But yet they went through it. And they attained victory. Well, God is no respecter of persons. God did it for the children of Israel. He wants to do it for us as well. But we need to follow this pattern. We need to follow what God has for us. And so that's why we're going to look here and how to have victory over obstacles. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you again for the opportunity to have your word and to hear from you from your word. And that, Father, we can learn how we can have victory in our lives as you guide and direct our paths. Thank you for this church. Thank you for... Uh, 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 the work that's being accomplished here and how are you using them in a great and mighty way. But we know, any Father, each and every one of us have obstacles that need to be uh, taken over or going through. And we ask, any Father, that you reveal to us just how we can do that tonight so that you would get the victory through our lives. In your Son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So we see here that, uh, uh, um, that Israel has come to the River Jordan after many years of going through the wilderness, 40 years, 
And now that time has passed, and they're coming to go into the promised land. But they have the river Jordan in their way. They have to get over Jordan. And it's a major problem. We see here that uh, uh, as they got closer to Jordan, in, in, in normal times, Jordan River there at Gilgal is only about 100 feet wide. But as we read in verse 15 here in Joshua 3, this was a time of harvest. The river has swollen. It's about a mile wide now. Now, I know you're by here by the Missouri River. I'm sure the Missouri River over, uh, goes over its banks. Well, we live in North Dakota uh, on the border of Minnesota, and that's the Red River that goes up towards Canada, and it uh, 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 overflows its banks every year. 1997 was the Great Flood where we couldn't even go into Grand Forks because most of the city was underwater. So I understand what the children of Israel are looking at. They're looking at a very massive body of water here that's going by them very quickly. And God's told them, go over Jordan. We had that in our lives too. God's telling us to do something, and we're looking at a very big body of water that's going very quickly in front of us. And he says, go over there. And we're looking at ourselves, how are we going to do that? Well, the children of Israel did it. We can do the same thing. We see here that when, when God brought them to the river, by the way, I, I, I love how God does this, and he does it in our lives as well. He didn't bring them before the time of harvest when it was only 100 feet wide. He brought them during the time of harvest. Why? Because he wanted to show them it's not what we can do, it's what he can do. That's how we have victory over obstacles. See, if we try to do it, and we're going to learn about that here in a, few, in a few minutes, we take our eyes off of God. And that's not what God wants in our lives. But if we go through God's plan, we have our eyes focused on Him and the direction He wants us to go and the path that He wants us to take. That's where we get victory. That's how we have the victory over those obstacles. So we, each one of us have, this, have these Jordans in front of us, and, and they come up from time to time. And they're not fun to go through. I understand that. They're not, they're not easy. But as I said before, if we take our eyes off, of Jordan, or off, of the, off the Lord, and we try to do it ourselves, what comes up in our life? Pride. Pride comes up. And we know from Proverbs 16, 18, that pride goeth before destruction. There's no victory there. None whatsoever. And so that's why we need to keep our eyes on God. We need to uh, have our, our need on and rely on Him on everything in our lives. Not just the big things. Not the, the big problems, if you want to put it that way, in our lives. But in every aspect of our lives, we need to rely on God. Because God wants to direct us in that way that we need to go. And so that's what I want to look at here tonight. How can we have this victory? How can we go through life and, and even though these obstacles come up, they don't have to bring sorrow in our lives. We can have the victory. We can move on and accomplish what God wants us to do. So let's get our feet wet tonight. Let's go in and see what God has for us. So first of all, I want you to notice here in uh, Joshua chapter 3 that to have this victory, we need to examine the message. Examine the message 
that God gave the children of Israel. He gave them a challenge. Look here in verse 3 and 4 again. And they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest of the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which the Lord must go, for ye have not passed this way hitherto. So we see right off the bat, for us to cross over our Jordans, we need to examine the message. God has a message for us. Every time we come to church, God has a message for us. Every time we're at home doing Bible study, God has a message for us. When we're reading our Bibles, God has a message for us. We need to examine this message. And there's a challenge here that is for us to follow. Uh, These are words that we need to hear. And there's three things that I see that God wants us to accomplish. First of all is to watch God. We need to watch God. He talks about here in verse 3 about the Ark of the Covenant. What's the Ark of the Covenant? Well, to the Israelites, that's where, uh, where the presence and the power of God was. That was a spe- very special piece of furniture in the tabernacle. And when that moved, the people were supposed to move. So when God moves in our lives, we need to move. It might, if I can use a, the grander picture, we might have to move to Berlin, Germany. But wherever God moves, we need to follow. That means something. What is is that telling us? That we need to keep our eyes on God. How do we know God's moving if we're not watching Him? If we're not following what He's doing? So we need to keep our eyes on Him. And uh, and during this time, we need to uh, uh, understand the movement of the Lord in our lives. Don't just push off when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. There's an important message that he's trying to get across. A heed to that message. Because he's trying to tell you it's time to move. It's time to go forward. It's time to go. And we need to do that. We need to follow God. When the ark moved, uh, the message was follow. Go after it. And that's what we need to do here. We need to leave our place and go after what God has for us to do. Now, that means that we have to leave our, pla- leave our place, our place of comfort. At times, we, you know, we just have to go. It might be across the street, might be across the world, but we have to go. But wherever God leaves, just go that direction. You see, and, and, and a lot of times when we follow God, it's not easy to do. It really isn't. But it's also uh, 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 very necessary and the right thing to do. When God says to go, we need to move, and that is the best thing that you'll ever do in your life. You will have more joy following God and going the direction God wants you to do, no matter what direction it is. Even if you have some uh, obstacles uh, coming because of that move from family, neighbors, co-workers, it's still the right thing to do and the best thing to do. You need to follow God. And then we also see here where he tells the people there in verse 4 to stay a certain distance behind the ark. Why? Why did he do that? Well, two reasons. 
Okay, two reasons why God told us to do that. He said, first of all, if you're right up against it, it's awfully hard to follow it because you're like, you're like this. He said, stay behind it so you can see it up front. So you can see when it moves and turns. And you take that direction. You go that direction. So that's one reason. And secondly, were the people supposed to touch the ark? No. That was for the Levites. The Levites were the ones that were supposed to take care of that. And so God was warning them once again, don't get that close to the ark. There's a, there's a message there for us. We need to respect and honor God. We need to respect him. Remember Uzzah, right? Remember what happened to, what happened to him when that ark was slipping and he reached his hand up there to try to hold it, and what happened to him? He was killed. Why did he do that? Well, I see a, a really two reasons. One, he, he doesn't want that thing to fall. But where was the ark at before it started to move and he was following it? It was in his house. Is it possible? I mean, is it possible that maybe because it was in his house and he walked by it every day, he saw it there every day, is it possible that he just got so used to it that he lost some respect, that he lost some honor for God? How about us in our houses? Do we put the Bible on the table and we walk by it every day? We see it, we know we should read it, we should hear God's counsel from it, but we just go by and we go to the TV or we go to the refrigerator or we go outside and do some other activities and we just walk by God's word, but we bring it with us on Sunday so we can hear God. Have we lost a little respect and honor for God? See, if you want to have victory over obstacles, we need to watch God, follow God, and honor God. We need to do these things so that we can have victory. We need to remember that we are just sinners saved by grace. Don't ever forget that. God is not the man upstairs. He's a holy God. He's a just God. He's a God that deserves honor and praise. And we need to give him that honor and the praise. That's how we have victory. So there was that message, that first part of that message. But there's another part of this message that God gave. Look in verse 5. And it said, And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Joshua said, Sanctify yourselves. What's that mean? That means we need to be clean. We need to be ready and have sin confessed in our lives. If you have obstacles in your life and you're harboring sin, you've got to confess that immediately. You've got to get that out of your life or you're not going to have victory. You're not going to be able to pass that obstacle because that sin's going to hold you back. You need to cleanse yourselves. Get that uh, 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 confessed and get out there so that the Lord can do great and mighty things through your life. But if you hold back on that, you will not have victory over the obstacle. You will not be able to cross over Jordan. But God's saying, clean yourself, and you'll see some things happen, and you'll see some great things happen. What's it say there? Wonders among you. God still wants to do that tonight, but we need to cleanse ourselves. <clears throat> and then we see in verses 9 through 13, 
9 through 13. We didn't read these verses, but let's take a look and see what it says here. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither, and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that ye will without fail drive out before you the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Hevites, and the Perizzites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, one out of every tribe a man, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap." we see here that it involved a commitment. It involves a commitment. This was not Joshua's plan. This was God's plan. And we need to commit to God's plan. When we have obstacles in our lives, God will give you a plan. You have to be in His Word. You have to follow His Word. You have to honor God. You have to cleanse yourself, make sure you have sin confessed and that you are, uh, have a, a sanctified self before God. Then you need to commit yourself to God and He will reveal the plan. He will show you what is going to uh, uh, take place here. But unfortunately, I think a lot of times what happens with uh, Christians is that we have a lack of faith when we hear the plan. Think of yourself and put yourselves in the, with the children of Israel. God said, go over the the Jordan. Now remember, this is the generation that didn't go over the the Red Sea. They're gone. Okay, They're, they're not in the picture. They heard about it, but they didn't see it. Now we're at the Jordan River, and God said, go over. What do you think some of them thought? I don't know if we can do this. And I'm afraid a lot of Christians do that today. We have the obstacles in our lives. We know that we have, or that, uh, as your pastor said this morning, we're a child of the king. We have the great almighty God, and yet we question or we doubt that we can have victory over the obstacle because we have a lack of faith. We have a lack of faith. And that's sad in a Christian's heart. We need to really have great faith when it comes, when these obstacles come in our way. Let me show you how I believe that we have this lack of faith. A lot of people will say this. We worry over tomorrow. What's going to happen tomorrow? What's God say? In Matthew six thirty four, it says, Take therefore no thought of the morrow, for the morrow shall take uh, thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. How about we worry over material things? The Lord says in Philippians 4 and verse 19, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. How about this one? We worry about facing various things in life. And in Hebrews chapter 13, the Lord promises this, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. How about this one? 
We worry over so many things that the Lord tells us that all of our worry is sin. We don't trust God. In Philippians 4, verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which path all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The bottom line is this. Jesus Christ is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-present. He can take care of the obstacle. We don't need to be in His way. Just have faith. If God promised it, it's going to happen. God has never uh, 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 fallen short of one of His promises. And He never will. He never will. He promises to take care of us. Let's rely on these promises. And the Bible says, uh, Romans 1, 17, the just shall live by faith. In Romans 14, 23, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And in Matthew 8, 26, why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Let's have great faith. Let's have faith that moves mountains. Let's have faith that will take that obstacle completely out of the way. When we had that building problem, because I needed this building, I needed it bad. And we're in lockdown, or partial lockdown, and we're about to go into another lockdown. I need to have a place where I'm not going to be able to stay in Germany because my visa will not allow me without that building. But when we got out of the way, when we truly just stepped out of the way and said, God, it's in your hands. We trust you. We know, and this is what we said, my wife and I, we prayed this, we know it's your will for, you, for us to be here. You brought us here for a purpose. And we're going to get out of your way, and you do what you do. And we got the building the next week. Have faith. The obstacles will go away. Even in difficult times of lockdown, the obstacles will go away. You can have victory. So, you need to examine the message here. And then secondly, to have victory over obstacles, we need to expect a miracle. We need to expect a miracle. The building, I need to have a building. When I got out of the way, I said, God, I know you want us here. I know you're going to give us a building. Expect that. Expect it to happen. Uh, here, look in, in verse 15 of, of uh, Joshua chapter 3, where it says, and, and they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all its banks, uh, uh, of his banks all the time of harvest. They had to follow the plan, but there was still a problem. That river was still there. The river was still there, and it was a mile wide. How are we going to get across this? We can't build a bridge. We don't have the time. We don't have the materials, especially today with lumber prices. <clears throat> we couldn't build boats. If we even had a boat, we have two million people that need to go across the, the river, and it would be easy prey for the enemies on the other side, and the, and the current would take us way down where we need to be, so that's not the, the, the option. The option is to go through it. And we need to expect a miracle, and that's exactly what the children of Israel did. Unfortunately, though, how about us today? Are we like the uh, ten spies that went out into the land of Canaan? Not Caleb and Joshua, but the other ten 
that uh, we have, are we like them? We said, oh man, this is, this is too difficult. This is going to be too hard to go through. Is that our attitude most of the time? If we're honest with ourselves, I, I think it is. And we need to say, we need to be like Joshua and Caleb. Have a spirit of Caleb. Have a spirit of Joshua. And saying, God wants us to have this. God will give it to us. I don't know how, but that's not my problem. That's God's problem. My problem, my uh, part is to follow him. Whatever it takes. And so that's what we need to do. And that's what we need to, to remember. See, when we have the attitude of those other ten spies, what are we truly doing? We're taking our eyes off of God. We're taking our eyes off of God. See, we see problems. God sees solutions. We see where, uh, or say, there is no way. God is saying, follow me and see. Remember Peter in the prison? In Acts chapter 12, bound by the two soldiers in the, in, the, in the prison. And what happened? The angel said, follow me. And he did exactly what the angel told him to do. Immediately, the chains fell off, the doors opened, and Peter was out on the street. God has solutions and the way to accomplish. We need to do what we can do. Let God do what he does will have comfort over those obstacles. And then there was a plan where uh, uh, God told him, when the first step of those Levites go into that water, the water's going to separate. Well, you're a Levite and you're carrying the ark and you see that river. God says, go forward. And what, they, what did they do? They went forward. They had faith. They trusted God. And they stepped out there, and the water separated. Water separated. That's what we need to have. We need to honor God. Because when we, uh, 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 when we have faith, when God tells us to do something, you're going to see mountains move, like I said earlier. Faith honors God. God honors faith. Let that happen in your life. God was able back then. He's still able today. He will separate the rivers for you. He will move those obstacles. But you must have faith. Don't be like uh, the children of Israel where it says there in Psalm 78 and verse 19, Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you ask Noah? Why don't you ask Moses, Daniel, the three Hebrew children, the widow at Zarephath, the disciples in the little ship, Saul of Tarsus, and even in your lives in the past. Is God able? Of course He's able. He's done it before, and He's going to keep doing it. But we need to follow His plan. And have faith in His plan. And you'll see what will happen next. So we need to examine the message, and we need to expect a miracle. And then last, we see here that we need to erect a memorial. Choir song. That was a great song. We remember. We need to remember. We need to remember what God has already done in our lives. We need to remember that He has already removed obstacles in our lives. 
We come up with another one. Well, what about the other three that he's already brought you through? Have you forgotten those? He's already showed himself to us. Why are we stopped at this obstacle? Why are we having a difficult time at this obstacle? He's already taken through many other obstacles. We need to remember. We need to erect a memorial. And we see here in this passage, as we read in uh, John chapter 4, let's take a look here in verses 6 and 7 of John chapter 4, that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what mean ye these stones? See, Joshua told, remember, he told the uh, one man of each uh, tribe to take up a stone. And in verse 7, Then ye shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. When they crossed over the river Jordan, and, and here's something that a lot of people, I think, overlook. The Bible says they crossed on dry ground. Okay, not mud. Only God can do that. He took care of the mud, too. They're walking on dry ground. But they came across the River Jordan, and they set up a memorial there in Gilgal. Joshua went there many times during the times of the conquest of the the Promised Land. He went back to Gilgal. And here we see a memorial set up. The reason for this memorial, what was the reason for? So that when your children ask, what's this for? And they can tell the story. This is where God brought us over Jordan. It's the same thing in our houses today. When you write things in your Bible or put uh, sayings on your wall, grandpa or mom, dad, why is that on the wall? Because this day, the Lord Jesus Christ saved me. I had great victory on this day. It's a memorial. It's, it's, It's something to remember. We need to go back to that. And we need to show our children what God has done in our lives and our children's children what God has done in our lives, has taken care of the obstacles so that we can go forward and accomplish what God wants us to do. That's why we had this this memorial set up. But if you also notice here in verses um, 9 and 20, let me me read verse 9 here in chapter 4. And Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests which bear the ark of the covenant stood, and they are there unto this day. Now, there were two memorials now. One was set up on the bank so that the children uh, of, the, of the generation can see what had happened at this place. And that was supposed to uh, 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 be a place where the children can see what God has done in the lives of the children of Israel. But then there's another one in the midst of the river. Why is that there? I was, t- I was talking to a pastor even th- this afternoon about this. Why is that memorial set in the river? Because when the water came back, can anyone see that memorial? It was buried by the water. But who knew that the memorial was in the water? The children of Israel. And so when they came up to hard times, when they came up to uh, obstacles in their lives, they can remember in their hearts a memorial that they set up where they walked across dry ground over Jordan. 
When you go through difficult times and people are going to give you a hard time, they're going to, they're going to make fun of you, they're going to uh, uh, chastise you, but there, there's one who will remember what he did, and that's God. You go to him, you remember that memorial in your heart. Even when people are making fun of you, you go to that memorial that you have in your heart and say, God, I remember you took me over that obstacle. Even though it sounds funny to others around me, I remember. And you need to go back to that memorial and say, thank you, God. Thank you for protecting me, guiding me, showing me where I need to go. And bringing me to a, a, through a place that was impossible to go through. But that's a memorial we need to keep in our hearts. And we need to do that today. There's things that we are going through that people do not understand the, the obstacles that you have before you. But that's okay. God does. God, God knows what you're going through. And God said, remember back 20, 25 years ago, we had a situation similar to this? And we set up the memorial. Remember that? And that encourages us. That brings joy to us, knowing, that's right, God guided me then, and he's going to guide me now. Don't let Satan steal away your joy. Don't let Satan whisper and say, there's no way you're going to get through this one. Remember the memorial that you have in your heart. And say, Satan, get behind me. I'm going to have victory over this obstacle. And move forward. Remember, when the uh, children of Israel were at uh, the Red Sea, what did God tell them to do? They had the Egyptian army behind them, the Red Sea before them. He said, move forward. Notice the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the spiritual armor that he gives us. Do you notice that it's all on the front? There's nothing in the back. Why is that? Because we're supposed to go forward, not backwards. Don't let the obstacles, don't let Satan convince you to go backwards. Go forward. Cross over these obstacles. So we can have victory over these obstacles. We can have victory even during this tough time of COVID. <laughs> you guys have it easy. Let me give you that, okay? But <laughs> there's a difficult time right now. I'm not trying to make light of it, but there's a difficult time right now. But we don't have to be down in the dumps. We can be singing, we can have joy, and we can show others the uh, praising of the Lord Jesus Christ and telling them about what he has done in our lives to get us over the difficult times that we have faced. We don't have to be sitting at the river's bank. Get your feet wet and let's move forward. Let's conquer these obstacles by following the message of God. Take care of that. Make sure that you're honoring God, that you're following God. Make sure that we are sanctified, that we're committed to the things of the Lord. And then expect a miracle. God is still in the miracle business. He has, what Pastor even mentioned tonight, He has changed lives. Did He not change one life today? That's a miracle. Do you understand that? That's a miracle. Out from the darkness and into the light. 
God's still performing miracles. And then erect a memorial. Don't forget what God has done. And when we do these items, when we follow these items, we will have victory over these obstacles. God wants you to have victory. God doesn't want you to be defeated. God doesn't want you to have a defeated life. He wants you to have a victorious life. And he has given us example after example after example of how to do it. Let's apply what God's word says and see it happen in our lives. And we can be a great testimony for him for others around us. Pastor.